Today's episode is a tribute to Don Roberts. This is the story of how the Benford 6000 gas-powered hammer came to be. Some memories just bring a warm smile to your senses. This is one of them. So let's go back to the beginning. Back in the early 90s, I worked for United Van Lines in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. My office manager was a member of the Rotary Club of Port Orange, and he convinced me that I should get involved also. He brought me to a meeting at the Edgewater chapter and induced me as a potential candidate. Individuals must be sponsored or proposed for membership into a club, and it was a perfect fit because they were, and still are, a very hands-on club, very involved in the community, deeply dedicated to the tenants of Rotary International, and always in need of more able bodies for whatever project was next. One of their big programs globally was Polio Plus. Since Rotary introduced Polio Plus campaign, I believe it was like 1989, The number of polio cases worldwide has dropped 99%. It is almost completely eradicated. We all basically pledged $100 annually, sometimes even more, to this program. This was in addition to everything we did at the local level. We sponsored and built our Rotary Park. We had a scholarship program for high school graduates. We supported local law enforcement by purchasing them bulletproof vests which they proudly showed off when they raided one of our actual fundraising schemes. We had set up a casino night for the local high rollers, but we decided to use real money instead of Monopoly money. All would have been fine, except somebody's wife dropped a dime on us because her spouse was often too generous. All we saw were the handcuffs and shiny new flak jackets. So now we switched our support to the fire department instead. I was fortunate enough to become a member of the Edgewater Club around 91. As with any new group of strangers, there is always one person who stands out who will willingly take a newbie under their wing, explaining the ropes, and on this journey become a true friend. Don Roberts was that for me, and countless others too, but this is my story. Rotary's motto is service above self, And our club lived and breathed that, always giving back to the community, and so it seemed we were constantly building something. Don taught me by example. He was always there swinging away, sweating, cursing his many thumb and hammer encounters, perspiring and inspiring us all. We built our local rotary park over many years. It was truly the never-ending project. It came complete with a sports complex, jogging trails around a small pond, a kid's playground, picnic areas, restrooms, two large pavilions, and a basketball court that sported a painted Rotary Cog logo. This was always in need of constant touch-up. I spent one Saturday on my knees painting on this design, as have so many since. That was back when my knees did not scream at me. The rewards for the time you donate is truly precious. I spent my year as president of the club, which is as much a pain in the butt as it is an honor, and it's a tradition. I followed Don Roberts as president by a few years. One delightful duty I had as president 
was to select and honor a member for the President's Award for their outstanding service. The decision was obvious. Donnie Boy jumped to the top of the pack. Let me give you an example. One of our easier projects was remodeling a local small business to convert it to an upscale thrift shop. Our club was populated by all of the needed building trades. Electricians, plumbers, drywallers, painters, it even included caterers and chiropractors. We had all the minions with no specific job skills like me that were necessary for us to finish the projects. So one day after work, we gather to start this remodel. And tonight, it is mostly demolition work to bring the restrooms up to code. Sometimes you can just smell the dedication. Taking a beer break with Jim Daly, W.W. better known by his real name Warren Wilson, and old wire nuts Kevin Seymour, we were discussing the next step, and we kept hearing this pounding noise followed by a toot. Pound, pound, toot. Pound, pound, toot. Very suspicious and mysterious. Naturally, our inquiring minds wanted to know more. Around the corner, we see Don just swinging away at some stubborn drywall and studs. He is really committed to get through to the other side, and with every other swing, he was farting. Priceless. Everybody had a great laugh, and it was the topic of many meetings for quite a few weeks. His audible efforts would not go without recognition, so we awarded him a plaque. This was the first Benford 6000 gas-powered hammer. For the purposes of this podcast episode, you have to picture a typical wood-handled Stanley hammer with the hose and insert from an enema bottle attached to the bottom of the handle. There's really no need for instruction. It is totally obvious. Well, we miss him dearly. Don passed away way too soon, and he truly was a rotary rock star, and he will live in the hearts of everyone he crossed paths with, especially mine. I miss you, dear friend. While we are talking about fateful encounters from this Rotary Club, I have to mention Jim Daly and his wife Dorothy. Marie knew Dorothy from work, and she was determined to try and hook Marie and I up. I failed to mention that we were a drinking club, which is important because some of our greatest ideas arose from the bottom of a bottle or a glass. We would hang around after the weekly meeting and lubricate some of our better ideas. This is how we decided on the infamous Meadow Bingo and our world-renowned Cadillac Party. Both huge fundraisers, very successful because we knew not to be stingy with the adult beverages. One of our less spectacular but still noteworthy fundraisers was a boat raffle. The proceeds mostly went to our local scholarship fund. So, as it turns out, Dorothy finally arranged for me to call Marie and ask her out. I did call Marie, and we had our blind date, and 26 years later, we still have never properly thanked Jim and Dorothy, but we did decide to prank them. The Saturday morning following the first date, Jim and I were scheduled to sell tickets for the boat raffle. We had it on display outside of the Kmart in New Smyrna Beach, and Jim casually asked me, so how was your date? 
So I told him I stood her up. Marie and I hatched this idea mostly to see Dorothy's reaction when the two of them came to see Jim and I at the boat. I fessed up to Jim before they got there so he could play along. And we would then all be able to agitate his wife. She walked up to me with eyes just ablazing. And if looks could kill, Jim would have to be telling this story right now. Well, the truth soon came out because the three of us were smiling too much. We had numerous double dates together in the following years. We have moved in many different directions, but Marie still connects with Dorothy on Facebook. I hope you guys appreciate the story as much as we do. So, to Jim and Dorothy, let this be a long overdue and public thank you. That concludes today's episode. And again, I want to thank everybody for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend. If you really enjoyed it, perhaps you'll leave us a comment, record a message, or better yet, just buy us a cup of coffee as support. Thank you.